0: Hey Mamas, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Today we have our first official listener Q&A, and we want to say thank you because we've been getting lots of questions and Mamas coming to Ama for advice, which is really fun. But we thought that we can help more families by sharing the tools and advice that we give to one mama to more of you. So at the end of each month, we will be releasing our listener Q&As. And we wanted to say thank you to Malia for reaching out and sharing with us something that she's struggling with right now with her three-year-old. She currently has to make a change to their routine, which is causing a big upset to their little So Amma will be sharing some tools and advice to hopefully help make these transitions smooth for you and your littles. And if you would like to get some advice or a question answered or be featured on our listener Q&A, you can reach out to us on Instagram by sending Amma a DM or you can email us and those links will be in the show notes. Okay, let's dive into it.
1: Hey, Mama. Welcome to the Nurturing Parent Podcast. Do you want to end the constant battles for bath time? Do you find yourself emotionally exhausted at the end of the day? Do you wake up with big hopes for a smooth day of fun with your little ones, only to face an early morning meltdown because you peeled their banana the wrong way?
0: Silly you. Silly you. Hey, I'm Serena. I'm a mama of two little ones, and as a new mama, I constantly questioned myself. I wanted to make sure I was raising respectful kids while also building a strong bond with them. But I discovered that I had to unlearn my ideas that punishment was the way. With Amalisa's encouragement, I've been practicing a respectful and gentle parenting approach, which is strengthening our bond as a family.
1: And hi, I'm Amalisa. Ama means grandmother in Icelandic, I am a mama and an ama. And I have over 40 years of experience in childcare and parent coaching, and I am so excited to share the knowledge I've gained over these years with you.
0: Together in this podcast, each week we will explore some easy to implement skills you can add to your parenting tool belt to help you create a happy, thriving family. Hey, mamas, and welcome to our official listener Q&A episodes that we will now be doing every Uh, summer.
1: Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) I'm glad you said that because we have done listener Q&As before, but not officially.
0: Yes. So we're excited.
1: We're getting so many questions coming in now through email, through DM, on Instagram mostly. We're available on Facebook DM too. And Yeah please keep writing in and we will keep answering your questions live. And when you send us your questions, let us know if you're okay with us using your first name. Um, And if not, we're happy to keep you anonymous entirely.
0: So, so our listeners can just DM us right on the Instagram. That's Amma usually on the Instagram, always messaging. Usually, Oh uh, <laughs> that's Emma on the instagram that, that, that's Emma that is Emma <laughs> it's she funny She has we, other jobs, <laughs> yeah, you probably think since I'm the millennial um on the socials, but no, I'm not
1: that's no Emma. the old grandma <laughs> has to do this
0: so she is sure. so good at it, so good at the reels, everything oh, so thank, thank you. you thank you, Emma. but our listeners, our mamas can just DM you right on Instagram, send their questions or Mm -hmm. email us that's all in the show notes so yay (laughs) so this first first official (laughs) one is dedicated to Malia we are so grateful for her writing in and this is her question she says we had been giving our three-year-old an applesauce pouch in the bed while reading books after brushing teeth as part of her routine for about a year at her dentist appointment a few weeks ago, the dentist advised us to brush teeth after the pouch. This has been an absolute huge upset for our girl. So much so, she is throwing tantrums even after I am calmly speaking to her and holding my ground. But this goes on for hours, and she is not getting to bed until about 10 p.m. Please help, she says. <laughs>
1: she did. All right, Mama Malia. First of all, to all of you listeners, um, Malia learned from her dentist, and I will share with you: brushing teeth needs to happen after last food and beverage of the day, other than water or breastfeeding. Even breast milk in a bottle or formula in a bottle, it. Um, It's different when they're drinking from a bottle and it can pool in their mouth right behind their front teeth. And there's actually a dental situation that happens called bottle decay. Mm. So if you're bottle feeding at night, please brush their teeth after bottle feeding. So they can't be falling asleep with a bottle. They can be falling asleep breastfeeding partly because the milk um, is going further back in their mouth because of how the, uh, the position that the nipple is in in the mouth way towards the back and upper part of the mouth, like we learned last week in our episode about breastfeeding. <laughs> um, and, and also that they have to actively be sucking on the breast and, and swallowing. So it again, it's not pooling in the mouth. So any food and all beverages other than water or breast milk through breastfeeding need to be done before teeth brushing. All right. Now we had an episode all about bedtime routines. Serena, I don't know if you can find what number that is, but, um, we'll pop it in the show notes. Yes. And, Also, at lots of other times, in other episodes, we talk about how routines that are regular and predictable give children a sense of safety and security. Changing that routine, especially when it involves getting rid of or even moving something sweet and yummy, I can understand how it caused a big upset. So I'm sorry that that was happening for you, Malia. Oh, so hard. Now, how to change a a routine that's already set and settled. Some of you may just want to change the routine because you're learning something new from the podcast. You might want to change a routine or need to change it because you're traveling, you're staying with the grandparents or you're on a holiday, you know, those kinds of things. Um, so there's a few different reasons why a routine might need to change. and this applesauce at bedtime was one of them. But what I recommend to Malia um and to all of you needing to change a routine is that it needs to be talked about gently and clearly when everyone is calm, not at bedtime, when the freakout happens or is happening or might potentially happen. That's not when you say, no, no, we're not having the applesauce now. Or no, no, you have to sleep in this bed now. That's another time if you're transitioning an infant to a toddler bed or from your bed to to their own bed, that's another time where these kinds of support that I'm gonna talk about today are gonna be helpful. So for whatever reason, you're changing the bedtime routine or any major routine. Talk about it gently and clearly when everyone is calm. That means they're not tired. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. Is that like the prepavement um, tool that we use? Prepaving. pre-paving.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Make sure they're not tired or you're not tired. Make sure everybody is not overtired, overstimulated, including if they've just had a long screen time because you needed to get stuff done, or whatever reason, they were on the screen for a while, bear in mind that the brain can have a very hard time recalibrating and refocusing on some new topic after screen time. Mm -hmm. Not a good time to bring up an important conversation. And not when people are potentially hungry. Um, so, you know, plan your time to introduce this idea that something has to change. Uh, I recommend make, having, having conversations like these on a walk or when you're in the backyard, you're out of doors, there's lots to look at. Um, I want to let you know that sitting down face to face
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Having your child look you in the eye, look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm going to let you know that that actually instinctively brings up our defense mechanism, right? If if your partner, your husband, says, "I want you to look at me when I'm talking to you right now," or you say that to him, our hackles go up, our shoulders go up, we get all stressed and tight, right? So, so not insisting that a child look at you and sit across the table from you and have this conversation, that kind of setup is not setting yourselves up for success. And that's what we aim for as nurturing parents. Let's set ourselves up for success, walking, going for a walk, sitting side side by by side, side. Mm -hmm. walking side by side in the car is a great place Mm. for conversations. They're sitting in their seat behind you. You're sitting in your seat. You're both looking wherever you're looking. There's no confrontational head-on me against you. Yeah. We want to remember that we're a team, right? That we're always, we're on the same team.
0: I was just learning about this in another podcast recently. Cool. That's funny. Yeah. That about your body should be never like right in front, a little off centered if you do have to sit across from each other, but <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah. I love it. We're on, <laughs> we're on track again, Serena. I love it. <laughs> and also being outside the idea of being outside is awesome because we are all generally more at ease emotionally we're not cooped up feeling and if there's a big conversation that has to happen or an upset that has to get talked about being outside it's like expansive Mm -hmm. and it's calming I sit outside every morning right now you guys I I don't have little children. So maybe you're not going to be able to do this unless hubby can be there with the kids while you have your five minutes outside with your coffee or your tea. And I listen to the birds. Oh. It's such a good way to start the day. If you can do it, I highly recommend it. (laughs) Um, uh, And if you're not in in a nature setting, if you're really in an urban setting, then going for a walk or if you don't have a backyard, you know, and walking around the block, just along the sidewalk, that's fine. But just being out of doors where we've got that expansiveness can really help. Partly also because there are so many more things of interest for a child. So they're not necessarily or as readily going to dig their heels in to their stance on the situation. I want that applesauce. I want that applesauce. I want that applesauce. Um, You know, they're not going to necessarily really hold firm to that if they're outdoors and they've got more to interest their senses, right? Yeah. So shall I ask you, Mama Serena, if you have any ideas? our parent? Or would that be putting you on the spot too much?
0: <laughs> um That's putting me on the spot a little bit. But if I were in this situation, I would prepave. I definitely noticed that I use prepavement a lot. And it truly, truly does prepare my daughter for what's coming. And it makes her feel more comfortable and secure, knowing what's going to happen when something different does have to happen. Nice. Um, yes, I love it. So something else i would do is i mean she heard the dentist probably who is a doctor a professional and i would just explain it to her again what the doctor the dentist had explained to us and probably show her some pictures of what might happen if
1: <laughs> yeah if we don't definitely... take care
0: of our teeth
1: mhm and i wonder if the dentist did that or not i would i would support you in 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 both of those things or all of those things. And I would, ha- I would hasten to say, um, when you're explaining again, what the dentist said, sometimes we will, we do want to be careful not to go into the Charlie Brown teacher. Wah, 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 <laughs> that's wah, all wah. they hear, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we go on and on and on and on. So, the next thing I was going to talk about also is how um, a child's ability to understand is much more than they're able to verbalize. So, not yes. to underestimate what they can understand and not to talk at our children incessantly. We are so, so verbal and they just fade out they just zone out right did you have something to interject
0: just telling them what they can do so it's not no you can't have the applesauce you can't do it out no it's you can have your applesauce we're gonna have it before we brush our teeth tonight that's from now
1: on we need Mm. to have the applesauce you need to have the applesauce before you brush teeth and so one of the thoughts that i had had for malia is to actually Start off with an apology. Honey, mama needs to apologize to you about something. Here you are, you're out on a walk, you're wandering along. You might be holding hands. You might just be near each other. I need to apologize to you about something. I learned something new from the dentist a few weeks ago that I didn't know before. I I learned that the applesauce I'd been giving you after teeth brushing is actually damaging your teeth. I'm so sorry that I did not know that, that that was happening and that now we need to change up how we settle in for the night. Oh, I get that that was really frustrating, really challenging for you. And I'm so sorry that happened. You've been really upset at bedtime because we have to stay firm about this and you don't like it. And I get that. And I'm going to need your help. Engaging children in helping you solve the problem together is a great tool. I'm going to need your help. You have a very smart head on your shoulders and I bet you could help me come up with a solution. How can we solve this problem together?
0: I love that. And I love the starting off with an apology. I love parents that who are able to apologize to their kids because sometimes we just think that we don't have to since we're older or we know more or we're the ones that are in control but it, yeah. ha- it helps them understand how it's a mutual respect thing
1: yes and none of us are perfect They, our children do hold us in the highest esteem. If you had a good relationship with your mom or your dad or both, when you were little, you'll remember they were like your gods, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? And they were just everything in your world. And that's how it should be. And it's fine for them to know that we don't know all the answers all the time. In fact, it's healthier for them to know because they're going to make mistakes in their life maybe tomorrow, maybe in the next hour. And to know that it's okay to make a mistake and to apologize for something that you did that was actually causing a problem. Such a great lesson. And just, you know, not like you're teaching them a lesson, but just there's a life lesson that they get to observe, right? So good. And if your child, like a three-year-old, okay, so Malaya's daughter is three. Um, Some three-year-olds are incredibly verbal and can carry on lengthy conversations in depth with lots of detail. Other three-year-olds are just getting a few of the words put together in two and three and four word sentences. So there's a huge range of language ability that's happening at this age. And depending on your child's age and the stage of their language development, She or he may not be verbal enough to come up with a lot of ideas for both of you to solve the problem together, but you could give her some choices. You could give her some suggestions and then say, like, let's decide which of these are going to work for both of us. And of course, you want to come up with ideas that you're willing to work Mm -hmm. with, right? Yes. so some suggestions that I would have would be, well, how about this idea? We could snuggle on the sofa and read a story. Or you decide, parent, would there be enough time for one story or two stories while she eats her applesauce? Right? Or one story and one song, right? That kind of thing. You figure out the time frame that you need and then um, make the suggestion. So we could sit on the sofa together and we could read two stories while you eat your applesauce and then go brush teeth together. And I want to point out to you my tone of voice and then go brush teeth together. Like it's exciting. It's anticipatory. It's not like we can read two stories and then go brush teeth together. That's like, you've done something wrong. And I'm telling you, this is how it's now going to go. It's a completely different conversation, right? Yeah. This is why I love the power of podcasting. Because when I was a columnist, I could never share my tone of voice. (laughs) So I hope it makes a difference for you, listener. (laughs) You could also offer her a choice. Would you rather snuggle on the big comfy chair with me or on the sofa while we read a story? You have your apple sauce, and then we go brush our teeth. So, giving a child a choice can give them a sense of control. Mm, oh. uh, toddlers, sorry, toddlers just love feeling some control in their life, right? Because there's so much going on that they don't have any control of. And I also want to say, if it is something like you're changing the time frame of 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 the parameter. You- you want to give a parameter for how long it's going to take that applesauce to get eaten. What you don't want is, you know, by the end of two stories, but I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet until 10 Mm -hmm. o'clock. Right? So set yourselves up for success. Choose one story or two or whatever. And that that will be the right amount of time for you. And then remind her before you start the last story, that when it's done, it'll be time to brush teeth. So always that, like you said, Serena, that pre-paving. And it's a constant,
0: it's a constant pre-paving. It's not, I I told you once and that's it. You're continuing this narration.
1: Remember, remember uh, mamas out there, remember that their brains, the frontal cortex is still developing hugely in these early years. Okay. They can't remember one, two, three, four, five, and then it's bedtime. So after one, okay, let's read our second story now. And after this story, it'll be teeth time. And then if the applesauce isn't done yet, Malia, here's something else is to say, okay, I get that the applesauce isn't done yet. So there'll be time for applesauce tomorrow. And I understand that might be upsetting, So tomorrow you'll have an opportunity to eat it all at once before the stories are done. The other thing I just want to say before we finish off is when there's big tantrums happening, obviously we want to acknowledge feelings, but sometimes I find that children will escalate the tantrum when we, when we acknowledge the feelings, it almost gives them more energy to tantrum longer or louder. So yes. Another thank suggestion. You for right? Acknowledging that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> another suggestion I have for you, Mama Serena, and everyone else out there, is sit quietly beside the tantruming child. It's gonna take something from you because it's really hard not to react and it's really hard not to buy into all the stuff they're gonna throw at you verbally, (laughs) Um, you know, but this happened, they're going to give you all their reasons, all their excuses, all the stuff, right? And you just sit and say, I'm just going to sit here until you're able to come and be with me. And we can talk through this, or we can go do what we have to do next. But right now I'm just going to sit here. And then your job is to breathe and keep yourself as calm as possible. And when I do this with children, I like see my calmness like a blanket. I'm laying over the room that's just calming everybody down. I used to get, I, I still do get babies to sleep like this. I breathe my calmness into the room. So that's my recommendation to try. Thank you so much, Alma. That was great. Good. Well, I hope that helps, Malia. And uh, you know, be sure to let us know. And thank you so much again for writing in. We love you and we love all of you listeners. Thank you for being here with us each week.
0: Thank you, Malia, so much. I think this situation applies to a lot of things that we encounter with our kids. So to share with you some of the gems that I got out of this episode, number one is the power of prepaving. Just talking about it before it happens and when everybody is in good spirits can really set you up for success. Number two is starting off with an apology and I think that's so powerful. Malia, if you could do that, I think that really allows your daughter to see you coming down to her and not taking control over the situation, but like getting to her level. I think that's a very powerful thing. And I love a parent that can apologize to their kids. Number three is saying to them, I'm going to need your help and allowing them to be able to be part of the solution. And depending on where they're at, you can allow them to give a solution, or you can offer options, or you can give choices. And that depends on you knowing your kid. And then lastly, which was my favorite, was just being next to your kid while they are in the tantrum, and being able to sit there and and breathe calm over them. And how Amma said that she can breathe calmness into the room to get a baby to sleep. I think that's incredible. And I know what she's talking about. And because it's an energy. And so being, as Amma says sometimes, the anchor in your child's storm. It's really, it's hard. But we just need to sit and take a deep breath and teach them that calmness. And how to get to that calmness. All right, so that was pretty good. Thank you, Malia, for sharing with us something that you're going through because I know you're helping other moms, so thank you. And we'll see you next week. We have an amazing interview with a bold, beautiful, amazing, intelligent, strong. She's I love her. You're going to love her too. But we have an interview with a bold stepmom who is coming to us to actually give us some more advice for another listener who is moving in with her boyfriend and his child. So that's going to be a great episode. So we hope to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to our show. And here are three ways that you can show support. Number one is you can take two minutes and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Number two is... You can share our episode with a mama you know that will benefit from it. Or number three, you can become a Patreon member today for as little as $1 a month. Thank you so much for listening. We love being here with you. All right. Take care, mamas.